Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. For the past two years, there has been brewing in India a hot debate on the liturgy. Emphasis on the word hot because that debate has long since turned ugly, with people engaged in frankly unchristian behavior, including interrupting masses offered by priests of the opposing viewpoint in their debate, as well as effigies being lit aflame. You get the idea. The debate is unlike anything we're used to seeing in the West, and weirdly, Francis has aligned himself with the more traditional side of the argument here, but not for any traditional reason, really. It may seem unusual to those of you not familiar with what's going on in India, so I'm going to give you a summary of what's going on. The Second Vatican Council issued at least one document that is unequivocally good, the document on the Eastern liturgies. The Council instructed the Eastern rites of the Catholic Church to stop altering their liturgical practices to look more Roman, because they were doing that and had been for quite some time. And instead, the instruction from the Council was to retain and preserve their traditional liturgical practices. I know it's a very strange document brought to you by the same people who wrote Sacrosanctum Concilium, which is the document that was used to justify the promulgation of the Novus Ordo Missae and the banishment of the traditional Latin Mass. But yes, the Council got this one right. The Eastern Rites should preserve and protect their traditional liturgical practices. They should. (laughs) And then they should keep them authentic to the liturgical tradition. Meaning, in plain language, the Byzantine Rite should remain Byzantine. The Maronite rite should remain Maronite. For the purposes of our discussion here, the Syro-Malabar rite should remain Syro-Malabar. And if the bishops of the East had listened to the council on that score, we wouldn't be talking about this story right now. So needless to say, you're going to find Novus Ordo additions or substitutional practices in the Eastern rites in some places. The Eastern liturgies have been described to me by Eastern Catholics as a hot mess because the spirit of novelty and innovation in the church has made its way to the East, regardless of what the intentions of the council actually were on that. Which brings us to the Syro-Malabar Rite. In the past few years, a debate has erupted about the liturgy in India. The key word is erupted. The debate turned hot very, very quickly, leading to some really wicked things happening that no Catholic should ever endorse. In fact, things got so ugly that Rome has been forced to act. First, last year, Francis issued a document telling the Catholics of that country to submit to Rome's authority by Easter, including adhering to the traditional form of the liturgy, instead of the more Latinized Novus Ordo version. They didn't comply. Effigies were lit up, cathedrals marred by protest. Laity taken to the streets. It was ugly and, well, secular, frankly, in how they handled it. Catholics don't act the way they acted in India in this case. They just don't. They're not supposed to, anyway. Not with the handling of an internal church dispute. But things suddenly came to a head when we got this story here. Head from from katholisch.de, the official news arm of the German Bishops' Conference. Pope takes action in liturgical dispute. Don't become a sect. Do you remember how canon law requires bishops to submit their resignation at the age of 75? And you know that traditionally whoever is sitting on the throne of Peter can decide to accept the resignation when it's submitted or just ignore it? Francis had been ignoring the resignation letter of the bishop who opposed modernism in India the most strongly. He was actually the biggest voice for tradition, thus adding fuel to the fire of this debacle. It's a weird dichotomy that we're watching here. Out of the blue, Francis accepts the resignation. 
and sent a decent bishop into retirement and placing a new bishop in charge of the diocese in question where all this is taking place. So, from the article, quote, In the Syro-Malabar liturgical dispute, Pope Francis replaced the leadership of the major archdiocese of Erncalum and Gamli and addressed the faithful with an urgent video message. On Thursday, the Holy See press office said the Pope had accepted requests for resignation from Major Archbishop George Allen Cherry and the Apostolic Administrator Andrews Tazath. Until a new Major Archbishop is appointed, the Major Archdiocese will be led by the Bishop Emeritus of the Eparchy of St. Thomas of Melbourne, Bosco Puther, end quote. So Francis also issued a direct warning to the laity in that video message reference there. And I have the translated words of his message here for you. Quote, He said, I know that for years some people who should be examples and true teachers of communion, especially presbyters, have been urging you to disobey and oppose the decisions of the synod. Brothers and sisters do not follow them. Discussion, when it is not peaceful, breeds violence. And among you there has been and is violence, especially against those among you who want to remain in communion and celebrate as your church has established. Francis continued, I do have, I too have urged you several times to be docile to your church. How can it be Eucharist if you break communion, if you disrespect the blessed sacrament amid struggles and brawls? I know there are reasons for opposition that have nothing to do with the celebration of the Eucharist or even the liturgy. They are worldly reasons. They do not come from the Holy Spirit. If they don't come from the Holy Spirit, they come from elsewhere, meaning Satan. <laughs> the Pope added, See to it that by Christmas 2023, your archdiocese humbly and faithfully agrees to catch up with the rest of your church, respecting all the directions of your synod. Please be vigilant. Be careful that the devil does not cause you to turn into a sect. You are churches. Do not become a sect. Do not force the competent church authority to take note that you have left the church because you are no longer in communion with your pastors and with the successors of the apostle Peter, who is called to confirm all brothers and sisters in the faith and to preserve them in the unity of the church. With great sorrow, then, the corresponding sanctions will have to be taken. I do not want to, it to come to that. End quote. And I'm going to surprise some of you here. There's nothing wrong whatsoever with what Francis said or did there. What was his motivation? Besides the obvious here, which is people lashing out in an unchristian manner in very public ways, we're talking about masses being disrupted with priests from a, an opposing faction interrupting a mass being offered by the other faction and then trying to simultaneously offer the mass at the same altar at the same time as the other priest. We're not talking about a concelebrated mass. We're talking about two competing masses being offered at the same time on the same altar. It's a nightmare situation, one that should not be tolerated by Rome. And if Francis's warning has any teeth to it, then you'll likely see excommunication of laity and priests involved because this goes well beyond people just criticizing Francis negatively. But there's another reason for this too. Francis speaks a lot about unity to the point where he's willing to sacrifice the truth in the name of unity. You only need to look at his handling of the German synodal way to see that, or really in this case, the getting rid of the good bishop involved. The talk of unity has so far not phased the laity in that particular diocese in India to the point where they're done unspeakable things to one another in the name of which way the priest should be facing during the liturgy of the Eucharist. Look, if you think the liturgical debates 
in the West are bad about the TLM versus Nova Sorta, you have seen nothing quite like what's been going on. This is a Malabar right. We're very polite by comparison. Francis also is sending his own bishop to personally oversee the big 100-year anniversary celebration that's scheduled for Christmas Day, which will mark the elevation of that diocese to an archdiocese, which happened 100 years ago. But people in the diocese are even disputing that, quibbling over the date, since it was actually elevated to an archdiocese on December 21st, 1923, which is what makes this all the more peculiar. At the same time, he is saying to the Catholics in India to not go into schism, because frankly, that's what's at stake here. They are acting schismatic. He's telling traditional Catholics in the West to not put the liturgy at the center of the faith, which is kind of a head-scratcher because this is what's core at this. So here's what Francis said on that score. Quote, Creativity, to proclaim Jesus with joy to everyone and today. In this age of ours, which does not help us have a religious outlook on life, and in which the proclamation has become in various places more difficult, arduous, apparently fruitless, the temptation to desist from pastoral service may arise. Perhaps one takes refuge in safety zones, like the habitual repetition of things one always does, or in the alluring calls of an intimate spirituality, or even in a misunderstood sense of the centrality of the liturgy. There are temptations that disguise themselves as fidelity to tradition, but often, rather than responses to the spirit, they are reactions to personal dissatisfactions. Instead, pastoral creativity, being bold in the spirit, ardent in the missionary fire, is the proof of fidelity to him. Therefore, I wrote that Jesus can also break through the dull categories with which we would enclose him, and he constantly amazes us by his divine creativity. Whenever we make the effort to return to the source and to recover the original freshness of the gospel, new avenues arise, new paths of creativity open up, with the different forms of expression, more eloquent signs and words, with new meaning for today's world. End quote. Does any of that make sense to you? Would you like Francis to be consistent? It'd be nice if he was consistent in, in his adherence to tr tradition with the Catholics in India and with, the, and with those of us who want the traditional faith outside of India. But of course he can't. He's implementing the councils. He understands it. And that's the issue here. Because the council told them to keep their traditions but told us not to. Or so, that's what they tell us. What do you think about this? Does any of this make sense to you? Do you admire the way the uh, the more uh, boisterous, we'll say, laity in India are defending their Novus Ordo masses, basically? Because that's what they're doing. They take the Syro Malabar, a very traditional liturgical rite, and they want their masses to look more like the Novus Ordo. Because that's the way the dress to the church offers the mass. That's their reasoning. But do you admire the energy with which they defend the, the, their innovations and wish that maybe trads had some of that here in the West. Do you think this has gone way too far and that they all, that calmer head should prevail and that maybe on this score they should actually submit to Rome? Well, let me know your thoughts on all of this in the comments, please. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to sharing this on social media, that helps a lot too. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.